Hello, Global Citizens. Welcome to Aristotle's Cafe Podcast, Episode 4. Yeah. It's, hey, yep. How are you doing, Hassan? Doing great. Excited to have the fourth episode here and happy that we kept it going. And hopefully this can be something mm-hmm. that we kind of continue. So, yeah, great idea that you had. Well, thank you. So what have you been up to? Oh, uh, I Anything have... cool going on? Um, yeah, I, I, I think not as cool as I, I wished it would have been, but there's a lot of wedding planning in my life right now, to be honest. So that's, mm-hmm. that's exciting, exciting stuff. I don't know if it's cool, but um, a lot of wedding plans coming up and, and that kind of stuff. And then also, too, getting other workshops underway. I, I had a cool opportunity where... I went in and I taught a group of about 70 to 80 students about mm-hmm. persuasion. And that was oh. two days ago. And it was a two-hour workshop that I ran. So it was some, some cool experiences mm-hmm. happening and, and some people welcome me into their communities and asking for trainings and workshops. Cool. So you're getting it rolling right now. Yeah. I think people are a little bit more interested in developing those 21st century skills and just mm-hmm. learning how to work across borders, really, and and how to be effective, you know, wherever they might be. So it's it's a cool, like it's a cool time. There's more and more requests happening, and people are contacting and reaching out. Yeah, what do you have planned today? I mean, what's what are you going to surprise me with? So for today, it's going to be two questions that I handpicked from uh, some of our discussions uh, a few weeks ago mm-hmm. right and we are going to do one question from the instagram feed aristotle's cafe dot discussion instagram feed if you're not following go do that right now go check it out people don't even know we have instagram i think <laughs> that's yeah that's all I, I even know before i do the research as well that's the mystery <laughs> social uh, media there Instagram, we actually have it. So we post all the, a lot of questions up there so you can see hundreds of questions from each discussion. Cool. That The questions are from you, is that right? Um, no, normally they're just... So the questions that I post up are normally from the group, what they wrote. And sometimes it's what's been voted on or sometimes it's what's what didn't get voted on and just le- was left ah. un, unexplored. So they're all there for people to check out and see. Mm, cool. I think we are going to need like a listener question corner in the future when we get tons of feedbacks mm. and we are going to do it live on the podcast and Hassan is not going to be prepared at all. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like another challenge. Great. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Before we jump into the question, I've got a question for you, which is it, it's not a re- Aristotle's Cafe type of question. I'm just curious. Okay. Yep. As there are quite a few foreigners in uh, as in we are leaving Thailand and I'm a Thai so I I said the word foreigners but mm-hmm. the, my question would be like how do you greet foreigners or like when you're in a different country how do you greet them because the the way you do it in as in a Thai person to a Thai person and like foreign to what I do to foreigner is certainly different yeah so how do oh, how do <laughs> I oh well I was yeah it it's more like 
uh, when I see a friend, do I go in for a, for a shake hand or do I've met them before? Do I go for a hug? Which is like it's always weird for me, and it sometimes <laughs> turns out to be like a cartoon. Like, is it, do you want to shake hand or do you want to hug or what? What do I do? Well, for me, with friends, I normally hug. I'm I'm just a guy that likes to hug people, and in living in Bangkok, I definitely had to change that because it becomes. <laughs> you think it's awkward for you, but it's really awkward for me if I try to hug someone and they don't want to hug me. <laughs> so I've uh, I've learned to kind of adjust based on who I'm talking to. But yeah, that's also funny because Iranians, for example, Iranian men, like two men, if they meet each other, they'll normally kiss each other on both cheeks. That's okay. That's typical for Iranian men, and and you know then you have. Spanish culture that I think it's one cheek that they kiss on or two also, but that's between men and women and not two men or, you know, so many different things. And I, it's, mm, yeah, it's, okay. it gets, it gets mixed up, but I think normally in Thailand, if, if anyone doesn't know about Thai culture, I mean, you, you do something you called why each other, right? Mint. It's that yep. you, so you kind of put both hands together and you kind of nod a little bit. You kind of, you don't bow all yeah. the way like in Japan, but you would kind of dip down a little bit to show respect, right? Yep, perfect. Yeah, and and I think so. That's what I typically do with Thai people. But then again, <laughs> some Thai people just kind of like laugh, or I mean, smile about it too, because I think they also don't do that. They might also hug or shake hands or you know pat each other on the back when they see each other for the first time too. So it's. The world's changing mm-hmm. quickly, so I was just trying to be a little bit more polite than rude, or like a little more formal than a little more formal than less formal. I would say, just decide though, just decide and just go with it. Don't <laughs> don't be halfway. Like if you're gonna shake hands, just put your hand out there and do it. Yeah, it turns out like a cartoon in many times in many situation when I met foreigners here. <laughs> like, do we shake hands? Do we hug? Something happened, but we we never hugged, right? <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That's a deep <laughs> question. I don't know if we've ever hugged, but now next time, I think I'll give you a big hug, man. That's, that's all right. Cool. I'll, oh. I'll look. I'll look forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> How do people get closer to each other? Is it about time or is it about chemistry? This question was asked last week, right? Like a question about friendship. I remember. And yeah, sim- similar topic with a little twist in it. Yeah, yeah. But, I, you know, it's good because it's so fresh in my mind about what people talked about. I think friendship is so interesting, but I think there's like three components that we brought up. And I agree, I agree with them. Like if this is just, again, I'm pushing as hard as I can to keep my opinion and not facilitate, not ask questions, just answer the opinion with my opinions. I mean, friendship, I think, comes down to one is that younger and older. When you're younger, I think it's less choice because you you end up playing with certain kids or being in certain areas. And as you get older, there's more choice. So I think that's one thing is just who you choose to spend time with. And then the other one is I think it is important for two people to go through a struggle together. Now, Hmm. I don't know if that's a struggle that you you put on the relationship to test it or if it naturally happens. But I can definitely see, I played football. I wasn't very good at it, but I played American football in high school. And oh, okay. I, I was also on the wrestling team in high school. 
like Greco-Roman wrestling, really? not like WWF oh. wrestling, like <laughs> collegiate wrestling. And all right, you know, part of like making friends was those moments where you had your coaches just screaming at you, or you know, mm. you you just all to you know, there's five of you and and you're all pushing through the exercise or you're all kind of like in the mud together while it's raining and you're at practice and it's like creating those memories that are painful or challenging, but you all are pushing each other through or like those times in the gym where you're trying to lift that heavy weight and your friends are like cheering you along or something like that. I think those are really moments that I can remember that that are really helpful in building friendships. And I think, so I think Mm -hmm. like one is about like choosing who to be with and the next is about going through those challenges. And then I think the third thing is there has to be some similarities or some similar goals in some way. Like a lot of people Mm -hmm. say it's, you know, you kind of meet people that you click with, but I think in one way it's, that's not so important. Like if I have friends that are completely different than me, if if you met me with this person, you would think that we would never hang out. Like I'm friends with a very religious Mormon, for example. Okay. I'm friends with, um, I mean, I'm friends with some criminals. <laughs> I'm friends with some, okay. some uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm friends with some academics, some, you know, non-academics. Some, I'm kind of friends with a, a bunch of different people. And I think part of it is that one of my goals is to really, see different perspectives and just get a fresh taste of of someone else's opinion and idea and so that always drives me closer mm. to people i don't think they have to be too much too much like me or i don't think we have to share too much i think we just have to share that that interest in our life that kind of curiosity about each other and that openness and respect i think that that's always the a great place to come from for friendships so you 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 were saying it's more like what you went through together, and it's about like being on the same boat that makes you closer to one another. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. And then I think also a last thing. Some people last week they they it was funny. They were like very. I mean, there's some like very manipulative people that they were like they would just ask somebody for a favor just to see if they would actually do it, like to see how strong they. So I don't I don't agree with doing that but i do think there's been moments in my life that i it wasn't a test but i had to ask for help and it was difficult for me to ask for help but i think it's always kind of beautiful because i think people are waiting for someone to ask to be asked for help from someone Mm. that they know or not even like care about too much but just like someone that they know and i think people are very happy to step up and help someone and i think that definitely creates a stronger friendship and a stronger relationship between you and another person like when you see them do that and when you have to accept it like humbly too and then there's just a lot involved and i think it's a really nice thing so there's been moments where i had to ask for help that Mm. got me a lot closer to people and that i think was a good way to to build a stronger bond I thought of this topic as we're doing the podcast with each other, like as in, are we getting closer to each other? Which I think that's a yes, right? But I mean, it's it's, such a romantic podcast episode. (laughs) (laughs) You have to put on some romantic music at this time, like cue it in. (laughs) Yep, it's happening. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, I definitely think so. I think projects are a great way to to come together and like we don't get to mm. see each other so much and because we do the podcast we block off this time together and we kind of like try to be flexible with each other about timings and things like that we're both busy and so I, you know I'm definitely learning more about you and I think you're learning more about me and it's a cool it's it's yep. nice it's like yeah you're definitely um right and I'm I'm enjoying you know getting increasing our bromance each and every week yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, bromance for the win. And like in real life, we are avoiding each other, even though we see each other every week, just to have something to say and catch up on the podcast. Yeah, always hiding from <laughs> each other in person. That's right. Do you get imposter syndrome at all, and how do you cope with it? Uh, yeah, you know, and I don't know what what is imposter syndrome. Oh, okay. So it's pretty much when when you're feeling that you don't actually deserve something, as in you get to speak on a big stage and then you kind of have a feeling inside that you know what I don't actually deserve this. I mean, there are lots of people who is who are better than me. They haven't got the acknowledgement that they they are supposed to do. Oh. So, oh okay, it could be about love. You get love and you feel that you don't actually deserve it. Well, you know what I, I so. I think that I do not. I my my upbringing definitely kept me far away from ever having imposter syndrome because my parents are two people that will tell you nonstop like how great you are, how smart you are, how, how amazing oh. you are. So you know, me. I have an older brother, and him and I do not have any issues with feeling like we don't deserve things or don't deserve praise or. Our recognition but i th- mm. i think on the flip side we do have you know there's always the challenge of feeling underappreciated or you know under under recognized but i you know for me at mm. least i think to relate to this question there there has been these moments i i used to do salsa dancing so i was a salsa instructor like also too i i like i used to like fishing a lot so i think both these i know that they seem unrelated but when I would go and I would teach like 200 people. Like sometimes I would go and teach like 200 people oh. dancing. And, you know, it was like maybe 1 p.m. to 2 p.m. I would teach this group of 200 people. And then I would, it was it was me. I was the only one that was doing it. I didn't have like a partner at that time or something like that. And then I would just mm-hmm. go home and, you know, like go home and read a book or exercise or ride my bike around or whatever it might be. And then I think that feeling is like a very similar feeling to catching a big fish alone on a river somewhere. It's like, Mm. you know, you catch this giant fish. And for me, at least, the first thing that I do when I catch a giant fish is I look around to like share the experience with someone. So I I remember like pulling this fish out of the water and then immediately looking around to smile with someone or, or, you know, Mm -hmm. be happy about that memory of that experience and I think that's one thing that's something that's changed over my life and having a partner is that it's nice to be able to leave one of those moments and then come back or like go backstage or go back home and tell them all about it and someone be there with you and 
sharing that experience and able to have a conversation around it. So I think that's, I, I never had an issue with like feeling like a fraud on stage, although it, sometimes it does feel strange or unreal, but I do, I did in the past have like some challenges or some funny feelings about like, you know, if you, if you go and you do something for 200 people and then you're the only one that knows it, then it's, it's a weird feeling. Like it's a really strange mm-hmm strange situation yeah mm. so i always want to share with people i always want to be with the community and be with other people and that's that would be my not imposter syndrome maybe it's like my sharing syndrome i have to share or it doesn't mean as much mm. so like you uh you want someone to be there and appreciate the moment with you yeah and i think yeah and i think whether that be you know, just a friend sitting in the crowd and just able to talk to you about it after or just have dinner after or something like that. Just that there's this hyper, there's like a hyper for me, anytime that I'm on stage or I'm, I also am a musician. So anytime that I'm on stage, I'm always, my goal is to help communicate my feelings and my emotions and everything to the crowd as much as I can. And to do that, and then to just be totally cut off and then alone after it's like a it's just such a extreme feeling so you know it's much nicer for me if i can do that kind of show or do that do that speech or whatever it might be or that you know play those songs and then afterwards i can share you know dinner with someone or or go for a walk with somebody so that it kind of keeps that going in a nice healthy way i think so you don't travel alone, do you? No, I've traveled I've traveled alone. I think traveling alone is a really good way to grow. Um okay. but yeah, for sure like when I think part of traveling alone and the beauty of it is that you do meet people and then you do share experiences with them as you go along. So I have really wonderful friends and memories that I made along the way while I did travel alone. So yeah, I think you're right though. It's like you never really I mean, the way that I am, I, I would never close myself off of as, tra- as I travel alone. I always find people to connect and share those, those moments with. When do you feel old? When do I feel old? Yeah, you know, it's funny. When I was, when I was younger, I really loved my grandparents so much that I always, I always like, really wanted to be old. Like I just, oh, okay. I just thought they're like so cool, you know that, yeah. Like my grandpa and grandma, on my mom's side and my dad's side, they were just so special, and mm. they must be very kind. Yeah, and they just didn't care, you know. Like they just, I mean, they cared enough. I mean, they were respectful people, but you know, once you're, I think once you're over eighty, you just kind of get this. You just, or even like seventy, right? You just get like this pass. Mm-hmm where society just kind of like, you know, I mean, they kind of obeyed the rules or like said what was supposed to be said for so long. I mean, they're 70. Just let them, like, mm-hmm. you know, let them do what they want and be nice to them. And I just always thought that was so cool. And, and how much experience you have once you're that age. It's just so beautiful that you have, even being how old I am now, mm-hmm. I've been through a lot, but... I mean that's double or triple 
the amount of knowledge and information and interactions and I just can't even mm-hmm. I can't even wrap my head around it but you know there's just so so much to be said about the beauty of being like older and I, I think it's it's really cool but at the same time <laughs> right now at 32 I'm I'm kind of like oh maybe maybe I'm not looking forward to being like this range of ages like you know <laughs> I mean me, middle age I don't think is as cool as not that I'm middle age but you know approaching is like I don't know if middle being middle aged is as cool as being like elderly like elderly seems like pretty cool to me but this mm. realm right here I'm not I'm not so sure it's kind of like the grinding out working stage of life but okay you want to skip the middle age so you want to be young and then you would jump straight to being <laughs> an, an older person I mean I don't know I mean let's see what happens well let's see what happens but I feel like there's probably a lot of beautiful experiences that will happen I just I I didn't think it through you know I was always thinking of that like way older stage but I never really thought much of what it's like like now like I know you know I know that when I'm older I'm like weaker and like a little bit mm. getting like less power, less energy. So I already knew that, but I just never thought about how that, how that happens, like how I get there little by little. And mm. so, yeah, let's see what happens in these next years. I gotta, I have to prepare for it a little bit more now in these next weeks. Mm. So you don't feel old right now, do you? I don't feel old yet. No, I don't feel old, mm. but I, but some moments I'm just going like, I'm just kind of going like, oh, I wonder if, actually, so for any listeners out there, my knees have started hurting. So if you have any treatments for that, but just like, <laughs> oh man, my knees are hurting. Like, is that, does that, is that because I'm how old I am or is that because I'm not exercising enough or what is it? And then I'm kind of thinking to myself, all right, well, <laughs> this, this this isn't something that happened when you're 18, so maybe it's because you're 32 that that uh that you're feeling that way. So I don't know if that's old. It's just the body is changing, slowly changing. So for me, I think it's it's your internal mind which tells you if you're feeling old or not. Oh yeah, what so like what? What do you mean? You you kind of mentioned it too that when you get older, you tend to be less energetic. There are less things that you want to do. You just want to sit there and lie down and not do much and enjoy enjoy life as it is. Mm. But like when you are younger, especially like when you are a little kid, you want to run around and you want to do this and you want to do that all the time. Mm. And you, you are pretty full of energy. And as you get, say, like in late teenagers or like when you start your first job, you are hopefully full of energy and the energy from being a kid wanting to play around turns into the energy that you want to do stuff to uh, do stuff for your future, mm. build a family and like do things for yourself. And as you grow older, you tend to burn out or you burn out more regularly. And when you get to, when you get to a point that you burn out so much that there is not much you wanted to do and you kind of gave up on life i think that's when you get old oh okay so maybe people never get old in their life could be some people because like there are there are people who are like 
older age wise that I met and like they're so full of energy and sometimes I do feel like they are probably younger than me in their minds. Mm. Yeah, I definitely know what you mean. I one well, one thing that I'm thinking about while you're saying that too is that I was I always kind of had the question to myself is that we always there's a saying it's like life passed you by or like you know in some cases it's hard to keep up so a lot of times right like people say like out of, like you're out of touch like if it's like your parents are like you're out of touch or you know you don't know hmm. what's cool anymore or you know <laughs> you don't keep up with the current trends or something but i think for me the question that i always had is like is it because once you get you know once you're like older you just don't understand what the younger generation is really into or is it that you've just like seen so many trends that you're just sick of it you know like mm. that you just it's like who wants to spend any more energy learning about the next trend i'm you know i'm i'm 30 and i've already seen like 100 of them so mm. what do i care if like kids are wearing their pants around their knees now <laughs> or if the new cool thing is to shave half of your head like i don't care i don't need to be in touch with that anymore or <laughs> you know i think that's that's also funny is like in some cases people think as you get older you're like it's impossible for you to connect with the younger generation but in some ways it just might be that you're just like well i'm exhausted i don't feel like i mean not exhausted but i just don't have the mm. mind space our energy or I don't find it important to keep up with this stuff. Like I could be the coolest 30 year old or 60 year old or 80 year old in the world. But I personally just don't care anymore because in six more months, this trend is going to be gone and there's going to be another one in its place. So I think that's mm -hmm. also a funny concept. I guess we have episode four down already. Yes. It's getting better each episode at a time we hope so yeah we hope it's getting better by each episode at a time <laughs> so listener could always write into us and tell us how to improve and if you want to be also want to be on the show or if there's anything that we could do better please write into us we have lots of social media handles that you can get in touch with us so we are at on our facebook aristotle's cafe Right. And yeah. on Twitter, we are also at Aristotle's Cafe. And Instagram, we are at Aristotle's Cafe dot discussion. It's a longer one, but yeah. And if you want to get old school style, it's not super old school, but you can write to us in our email at info at Aristotle's Cafe dot com. Is it Aristotle's Cafe with an S? Yeah. After Aristotle's? Arist okay. Aristotle'scafe.com. That's right, with an S. Aristotle'scafe.com. Yeah. And I think, you know, too, just to go off of what you're saying, this was an experiment kind of. I mean, Mint, I think, did a wonderful job and had a hey. wonderful idea to do this. Yeah, great job. And we are gonna try to keep improving this and looking for ways to do that we don't know what the format might evolve into if we keep going this way if we you know change it up a little bit if for example i might ask special guest questions and mint can help me facilitate that or moderate that and we'd really love to hear if if there's any ideas that you have or if you'd like to join us so don't be shy 
And if you come to our any of our discussions in any location around the world, you can easily get in touch with one of our representatives there, whether it be myself or anyone else. And they will be very helpful. Everyone's been informed kind of to pass along that information if you want to get in touch and if you want to collaborate somehow or, or work with us somehow and do this. And I think, you know, we normally end with the last question. So I think, you know, for me, this has been honestly a little bit of a, of a challenging experience. Like I'm not so used to doing this. Like I'm a little bit outside of my comfort zone. And so maybe what I'm going to ask everyone that's listening is that what are you going to do to get outside of your comfort zone this week? 